Hey everyone, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. My name is Lauren and I just work here. (laughs) Hello everyone, my name is Lauren and I just work here. Sorry, it's been a little over a week since my last episode. I just haven't been in a very good headspace, so I needed to take some time for myself. I hope you all understand, because right now, everyone is stressed out. A little bit of quick business regarding my last episode, when I was saying basically that, like, don't think that you are a victim of domestic violence if you've only experienced a couple of these things. What I meant to say is basically just don't cry wolf. I wasn't trying to downplay anyone else's feelings or experiences because everyone's experience with DV is different. Um, so I just want to say like don't cry wolf but I do recognize and understand that everyone's experience is different. So if you need help or need someone to reach out to, check the show notes. I left all the links in there for you guys if you need resources. Also, I'm recording this episode during the day today, so if you hear anything in the background, I can't help you with that. I just work here. And as far as how this week has gone, there's really nothing new to report Um, since I am, like, splitting time between working in the office and working at home, my days have been pretty much the same since almost all of the kinks are now worked out. And now to get into today's episode, I did come up with this rant on my own. Yay me. (laughs) Um, I actually wrote, like, a 20-page dissertation or thesis or whatever you want to call it, on uh, some of this topic when I was a junior in high school, so like way back in 2009, but today I'll be going more in depth on and ranting on one thing in specific. And today I will be ranting on the honor code and dress code at BYU, which is Brigham Young University. For those of you that don't know, BYU Like I just said, Brigham Young University, it is a predominantly Mormon university. As far as I know, anyone can go there if they get accepted. And I actually had a Spanish teacher in high school who is a Peruvian immigrant, and she graduated from BYU. And I don't think she would have been teaching at a Catholic high school if she was Mormon. (laughs) Um, It's just one of those things where, like, You don't have to be Catholic to teach in a Catholic high school, but it's definitely preferred. And since Mormons and Catholics differ pretty drastically, I highly doubt that she is a Mormon. So 
a little bit about Mormonism. It was founded by Joseph Smith III in 1830 in what is now modern-day New York, New York. There are two different types of Mormons, the LDS and the FLDS. So the LDS stands for Latter-day Saints. FLDS stands for Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints. The FLDS are the ones that are the extremists, for lack of a better term, and they, they're typically the portion that believes in polyamory or plural marriage. They're actually no longer called Mormons. Mormon, uh, the reason why they changed the name from Mormon to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is now what they formally go by, uh, the reason why they changed that is because Mormon, the word itself, has a negative connotation and it's kind of developed that over the years, just mostly because of um, like the FLDS with the plural marriage and a lot of stuff. If you want to know more about the FLDS, just do a quick Google search and you, you'll know what I mean. Um, let's see. So Mormon is, like I said, it's still, it, there. I can't talk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mormon is, the word Mormon is still accepted and most people still use the term, but of course it's not formally called that anymore. Um, but I will still be referring to this group as Mormons. It's just a lot easier to say than what they're now formally going by, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And all of this info um, it's actually ingrained in me since I wrote that long-ass paper when I was a junior in high school, but you can do a quick Google search and find the majority of this information. I literally just typed in Mormonism in the Google search and it was all right there. Now, I do want to put in a quick disclaimer before I get into my rant and all of these um, facts and everything that I have for you guys. I am not in any way bashing Mormons or any other religion or anything like that. I'm simply ranting about the dress code and the honor system because I've heard a lot about it lately. And I understand and respect colleges and universities that have a dress code in place, despite me going to a university whose dress code was basically use your best judgment. So where I went to college, there was nothing that I knew of at least that was set in stone it was just like don't have your nipple hanging out or something like that you know basically it was just use best judgment so i completely understand that and i also went to a catholic grade school and a catholic high school so i completely understand dress codes Did you know that Skinny Mint is giving you a discount when you use code LAUREN20OFF? That's right, you get 20% off every order on SkinnyMint.com when you use my code. I ordered the Crave Crusher bundle not too long ago and I'm really loving it. This bundle comes with the super lean shots that help energize you in the morning, supercharge and avoid that midday slump in the afternoon, and help you recharge at night. 
The Crave Crusher Bundle also comes with the Hunger Buster Gummies that helps curb cravings, block new fat production, and lower cholesterol. Use code LAUREN20OFF now to save on your Crave Crusher Bundle and so much more. Again, that's LAUREN20OFF on SkinnyMint.com. So the BYU dress code, I'll be talking about the dress code, the honor code, and then I'll wrap it up with another article that I read from NBC News at the end. Um, All of the links for my sources will be in the show notes, so make sure you check those out if you're interested or anything like that. So the BYU dress code... um, Before I get into that, I want to kind of get to how Mormonism got to Utah, which is, I think, where a lot of people think of Mormonism. I highly doubt that a lot of people realize it started in New York in the 1800s and then moved to Utah. So Brigham Young University, uh, like I said, Mormonism was founded by Joseph Smith III. So how do we get Brigham Young? Brigham Young, he was a religious leader who was born in 1801 and died in 1877. And he took Mormonism from New York to Salt Lake City, which is how Mormonism got to Utah. He was actually the second president of the church, and he was said to have 55 wives. Again, just a quick Google search of literally, I typed in who is Brigham Young. We'll bring up all this information at the very top of the search results. So you don't have to look very far at all for that. All Mormons have a strict dress code. um, But this is just about at BYU. So the BYU dress code includes um, these things that you cannot do or have or anything like that. So immodest clothing, which includes tight, sheer, or revealing clothing men and women. Um, Please don't come for me, but Mormons don't believe in homosexuality or there being more than two genders. That's just Mormons, just putting that out there. (laughs) So please don't come for me. Uh, So men and women should be neat and clean. They need to avoid extreme or inappropriate casual clothing. So basically they have to dress business casual or nicer. Um, pants, slacks, and jeans are allowed, but you cannot wear jeans with rips, frays, patches, they're faded, frayed, or anything else, and they have to be ankle length, no matter what. All pants, ankle length. The hairstyles should be neat and clean, so no extreme hairstyles, but what does that mean? Because they don't go in depth. And no extreme colors. So I'm guessing that you can't have anything that's not a quote-unquote natural hair color. And caps and hats cannot be worn in buildings. Now that I get because a lot of places are like that. If you're in the military, you're not allowed to wear your hat or your cap or like your covering inside. Um... You have to take your head covering off when you stand for the national anthem. 
um, which is kind of different, but that's just something that literally came to the top of my head, and I don't know why. But anyway, so I understand caps and hats cannot be worn in buildings, even though a lot of people do wear hats and caps in buildings now. As far as shoes, they must be worn in all public campus areas. Flip-flops or other casual footwear are inappropriate, but please define casual footwear for me. Um, I don't know what that means. Can I not wear tennis shoes? Can I not wear boat shoes? Like, a lot of confusion. So, I also majored in dance when I was in college, and I was constantly in flip-flops, slides, boat shoes, basically anything that could be taken off or put on very easily because it was just it was just what was easiest for me. <laughs> um, and a lot of times if you wear shoes and socks over your dance tights, it feels really weird. So I was always in flip-flops or something very easy despite the weather. Even in snow, I would wear, I mean, a lot of times I would wear Uggs, but you would also still catch me in flip-flops or slides in the snow. No shorts are allowed, period, unless it's part of a sports uniform. Um, even then, the shorts have to be down to the knees. And what I have to say about that is, again, I was a dancer. I would be doomed. So I was always in dance shorts, which are very short and tight just because when you're a dancer especially in ballet classes you always have to be able to see the body shape and make sure that you are in the correct position for different things i also took um, contemporary class and you want all of that uh, dance attire to be tight fitting as well because you do a lot of stuff on the ground and so i would be doomed does BYU not have a dance major? And if they do, what do these students do? <laughs> um, I would love to know because there were times where at least once every single semester, I would only have five to 10 minutes to walk all the way across campus for a dance class. So I would have to be ready for that dance class in a heartbeat. I remember one time specifically, I was on old campus um, taking a math class and I had five minutes to book it all the way across campus to new campus and get ready for back-to-back -back dance classes. So for me having like I, I didn't really have an option. I just had to get there really quick and get ready. So I would just love to know. <laughs> I don't understand. I would be doomed. And you also can't have tattoos or piercings. Again, I would be doomed because I have both. I've got multiple piercings in my ears. I've got um, one dermal in my hip. I've got my belly button pierced. I've got tattoos on my rib cage, one on my foot. I've got one on my wrist, on my chest. I would be doomed. I basically would not be able to go there. So then women, okay, rude. I'm... Like I said, I'm recording this during the day, so if you're hearing anything outside, I think they're, the neighbors are back to chopping down a very large tree. I thought they were done. So, sorry, not sorry, I just work here. Anyway, the women, your clothes have to have sleeves. I'm guessing that covers the shoulders, judging by what I already know about how conservative Mormons are. 
again, nothing wrong with being conservative. I understand and I'm open to all religions. In fact, I really like to, I really enjoy learning about other religions and stuff like that. <laughs> so again, not bashing Mormons or anything like that. Um, your clothing must cover your stomach for the ladies. You can't wear anything that's low cut in the front or the back. Dresses or skirts have to be knee length or longer, even if you're wearing leggings underneath. No capris at all, which who wears capris anymore, but that's neither here nor there. And you can have one pair of earrings in your ears and that's it. For the men, first off, I'm guessing they are not allowed to have their ears pierced. Just again, judging by what I already know <laughs> about how conservative Mormons are. And also it didn't say anything about men having their ears pierced. So I'm guessing that's like a hard pass. And again, all of these um, links will be in the show notes below if you're interested in reading up on this and doing your own research. So no earrings for the men, I'm guessing. The guy's hair cannot be extreme in cut or color. So it has to be trimmed above the collar and you have to leave your ear uncovered. So sorry, no shaggy hairdos. For facial hair, your sideburns cannot extend below the earlobe or onto the cheek. So no mutton chops. I don't like mutton chops anyway, but some people are into them, but you can't have those at BYU. They are expected to be clean shaven. And if you have a mustache, it must be trimmed neatly and it cannot extend beyond or below the corners of the mouth. So no handlebar mustaches and no Fu Manchus. No beards whatsoever without an approved shaving exemption. And the shaving exemption includes um, if you have a medical condition, you're doing an LDS church video, sorry, an LDS church media video production assignment, or you are actively participating in an officially recognized religion which advocates the wearing of a beard as one of its religious tenets. And campus event standards, basically the same as everything I just listed above, and everything will be in the show notes if you want to read more in depth about the campus standards. And that does go into depth about like sporting events, um, school dances, and whatnot. So all of that will be in the show notes. Now, the BYU Church Educational System Honor Code, or just the Honor Code, um, I do have the updated version because a little later on you'll see, sorry, I just bit my cheek. You'll see um, where I point out that it has been changed. But as the honor code stands, it is be honest, live a chaste and virtuous life, including abstaining from any sexual relations outside of marriage between a man and a woman. Respect others, including the avoidance of profane and vulgar language. Obey the law and follow campus policies. Abstain from alcoholic beverages, tobacco, tea, coffee, vaping, and substance abuse. I would, again, be due because I'm always drinking tea or coffee. I just, I can't imagine. And I'm not one that drinks a ton of energy drinks either. So I would just be a walking zombie all the time. <laughs> 
Um, participate regularly in church services required only of church members. Observe Brigham Young University's dress and grooming standards and encourage others in their commitment to comply with the honor code. Now there is an, something on all BYU campuses um, called the honor code office. And from my understanding, it's just, it's basically like a council of people who keeps the students in check and they dole out punishments to those who aren't keeping up with the code. Um, and I've heard that there are students that act as the eyes and ears of the honor code council. And I've also heard that people will go on students' social media and see if they're upholding the honor code outside of school, no matter their religion. And I heard that on a podcast that I listened to called Call Her Daddy, and I'll get to that in a second. But I've heard that, you know, these students that are the eyes and ears, basically, they're snitching on students uh, being themselves in their private lives or on summer vacation or anything like that. And they're reporting them to the honor code office. A lot of times the students are being expelled from BYU and once you get expelled from a college or university, it's extremely hard to get into another one of any standard. So good luck with that. And what is the fucking point? If the student is off campus, school is out of session, they're doing anything on their own time, why are certain students being snitched on? This is literally college. We are all adults here. And I understand upholding a dress code and honor code on school property and while school is in session, but come on. So, like I said, I got all of this information from a podcast I listened to called Call Her Daddy. First of all, you should definitely listen to it. It's the podcast that got me into podcasts. It's hilarious. I love the girls on there, Alex and Sophia, but uh, listener discretion is advised. <laughs> it is a sex podcast. Um, and Sophia on there on Call Her Daddy. She is from Utah and she has friends that go to and or went to BYU and they shared their stories with Sophia. So that's how I heard that. And if you go to the Honor Code Office website, again, linked in the show notes, um, you will see it currently has something about COVID-19 procedures, but who doesn't? It has a link that says what to expect the updated honor code, which I read earlier, student resources and services, policies, FAQs, beard waivers, and about us. Um, and it's just got um, like what to expect, policies, ecclesiastical endorsements. Don't ask me what that means. It does have something to do with the church, but I don't feel like looking into it. So it does have that. And now on to the news article that I had mentioned I read earlier in the episode too. It is an NBC News article and it was published on July 11th, 2019. And it basically said that changes were made to the BYU Honor Code in response to protests from students and alumni. And to that, I have to say, hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. So... Kevin Ut, he U-T-T, -T, I guess is how you would pronounce it, 
sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that one. He's the director of the BYU Honor Code and said it is to, quote, help reduce misunderstanding and anxiety, unquote. There was a rally held on campus in April 2019, so it didn't give the date, but like we'll just say exactly a year ago. It, and there was also an organized online petition signed by 24,500 students and alumni to change the honor code, which is just amazing. So the honor code I read earlier in the episode is the updated honor code. Sorry, I couldn't find slash I didn't look for the old honor code, like the original honor code. I just... I just work here. (laughs) The Honor Code Office website now emphasizes that a student accused of breaking the code would be treated as innocent until proven guilty or the student accepts responsibility for their actions. From my understanding, what Sophia from Call Her Daddy has said before, um, she's talked about the BYU Honor Code in a few episodes and how she was talking about it in one of the earlier episodes of Call Her Daddy is that it wasn't innocent until proven guilty. It was just, oh, we heard you did this and now you're in big trouble, which is not fair. It's not cool. So I love the fact that they have adopted like a judicial system type deal with this as in they're innocent until proven guilty. Students can now choose to bring a chaperone to the Honor Code office meetings with university employees. So I guess before, students weren't allowed to have a chaperone. And also, um, it looks like Honor Code office employees used to be called counselors, but that changed from counselor to administrator because they're not actual actual licensed counselors. So that was like a no-no. And there is an Instagram account, which I haven't looked into yet, but it is mentioned um, by Sophia again from Call Her Daddy. It is called Honor Code Stories. And just I've heard some of them are absolutely fuck, I can't talk. Why can't I say absolutely, absolutely ever? I've said it in every single episode thus far, and I still can't say it correct, but here we are. I've heard that some of the stories are absolutely ridiculous, Um, so when I'm finished here, I'm definitely going to check out that Instagram account and see what it's all about. It is run by a former BYU student, and it recounts students' distressing experiences with the office. Sorry, I just had a derp moment. So that's kind of like the background and what's going on with the dress code and the honor code system and everything like that. But again, I have absolutely nothing against dress codes. Like I said, I went to Catholic grade school and Catholic high school. And despite being annoying, I think school dress codes can actually be a good thing. However, there are exceptions to every rule. (laughs) Um, If you want to know what I'm talking about, just watch any ladylike video on high school dress codes on YouTube and you'll see what I mean. Because some of them get way out of hand and they are skewed more towards like 
I don't want to say oppressing girls, um, but that's literally the only word that I can think of right now. So lack of, lack, for lack of a better word, like oppressing girls and whatnot. And that's just not cool. So just check out any ladylike video on high school dress codes and you'll see what I mean, I promise. The BYU dress code to me is a little extreme, but I also know that Mormons are extremely conservative. There's nothing wrong with that. I was just brought up differently. And what really gets to me is the students snitching. Like, yes, students should definitely be held accountable for their actions while they're in school, while school is in session, and while they're on campus because that student decided to go to that university. It's part of the rules. You have to abide by the rules that the university sets. But while school isn't in session, that's what I don't get. I mean, come on. There's, that's like exactly where I draw the line. We're all adults here and there's no need to be treating us like children because that's how it seems. Children snitch, and it is what it is. Well, that was it for my rant. I really need to figure out some sort of better transition for myself instead of just abruptly ending it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still getting used to this and figuring out what works best for me. So after that, I just wanted to read today's Scorpio scope and um, possibly a tarot reading. I'm not really sure. And again, I get my daily horoscope from horoscope.com. And my Scorpio scope for April 3rd, 2020 is you're anxious to make a bold move toward the love of your life, Scorpio. Love and romance are most certainly in your favor right now. It isn't surprising that you feel brave. Be careful, however, about getting so carried away with your self-assurance that you can distort the truth of the situation. There's an element of fantasy operating that's making it difficult for you to see the whole picture. I don't really understand that. And I have to say that I disagree with some of it just from what has been going on in my personal life lately, but that's today's Scorpio scope. And since that was short, let's get a tarot reading. That's not what I wanted. No, no, sorry, my computer is wigging out on me. Okay. Let's do no hot topic. Where's the one that I usually do? Monthly tarot. Weekly, Zen. There are so many different kinds of tarot readings on this website. And I honestly can't remember which one I use. Oh, Daily Tarot. Someone remind me. (laughs) So for the Daily Tarot, you pick a love card, a mood card, and a career card. And this time I did not draw the devil which I guess is good, but let's see what it reads. Everything in your romantic life revolves around your intuition today, dear Lauren. 
You will be very open towards others and you will be relying on your instincts, adjusting your behavior accordingly. A word of caution, if you are intending to get serious in a particular relationship, do engage your brains as well before totally committing yourself. Intuition is a wonderful sense, but it can sometimes lead to a naive interpretation. Wow, you guys just uh, listened to me break down. <laughs> Can't, uh, it sometimes lead to a naive interpretation of situations and people. Stay in tune with yourself. If you work in a commercial or artistic environment, the combined energy of the sun and the moon will augment your persuasive powers and consequently your turnover. Today will bring you plenty of satisfaction and surprises, big and small. You can truly shine in your, tr in your professional capacity, so seize all the opportunities that present themselves on this marvelous day. You'll have a generally uplifting experience, and this will greatly enhance your professional image. So I drew the magician, the moon, and the sun. And I really don't understand what that means either. Again, I said it in my last episode, but I'm just now starting to get into tarot readings. So send help. Help me understand. But anyway, guys... That's all for this episode. Please remember to support local during these times. If we don't support our locally owned restaurants and businesses during all of this coronavirus crap, they might not be here when all of this is over. So please, if you have the means, do your part and support your locally owned business. I also want to give a huge shout out to Anchor. Because of Anchor, I'm now on, obviously, Anchor. Uh, I'm on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. I don't have any in other news type stuff today because I did feel like this would be quite a long episode. So that's all for now. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at lauren.meredith2 and laurenmeredithmodel. You can find me on Twitter at rocket45turn. I did try and change it so it would match one of my Instagram handles, but it was already taken. Both of those handles were already taken on Twitter, so sorry. I just work here. And check out the show notes for all of the resources I used in this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Lauren, and I just work here.